If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. I have people who don't have a budget who are like, I want a short. So what happened with GameStop? I'm like, ma'am, you're not ready for options. You're not ready for shorting. Let's just start with this budget and just put a little money in savings. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Tiffany Alicia, you've heard that name on the Gold Digger podcast before. She's the budget nista, America's favorite financial educator, and she's back on the show because you can never have enough sound financial guidance and advice, right? So much has happened in the world since May of 2019 when Tiffany last joined us for a conversation about getting out of debt and actually saving money. With 2020's unique financial challenges, Tiffany has a unique approach to pursuing financial wholeness. What is financial wholeness? Where do you even begin your action plan for achieving it? We've got the expert here to speak into our financial lives for what is sure to be a conversation that is as helpful as it is fun. Let's dive on in and talk dollars with the one and only Tiffany Alicia. All right, Tiffany, you are no stranger to the Gold Digger podcast, and I hope this isn't the last time you come on because we need more of you. So welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me, Jenna. I was like, woo, woo, this is definitely one of my faves. I got so many people that reached out to me after last time. Oh, I'm so thankful. Your episode was one of our most downloaded episodes, which is just so characteristic of how you do things. And I'm so excited to hear. So First, let's like catch everyone up to speed. What has changed for you since we last spoke, which was in May of 2019? Oh, I feel like everything. <laughs> yeah, we've lived eight decades since yes, then. <laughs> I know. What has changed for me? I have just, business has grown tremendously. We hit our first eight-figure year. Wow. So that was awesome. We've just helped and served so many more women. That's my core audience. 
Uh, what else? Like I am in pre-production. Well, I'll say pre-pre-production because I, I wrote a children's book. And so I always knew I wanted to turn into a show and that looks like that's happening. Amazing. That's awesome. Even just a show for myself, potentially, if I'd like that. When I was married then, I'm trying to think like, what else? Like it's just been, it's been such a whirlwind, but, but yeah. honestly, just really good things that like, I've just, I've grown personally. I was just telling my best friend, Linda, I was like, I think this is the best that my interpersonal relationships have ever been. I love that. You know, like I had a hard time. Like I was like, not really a wild child, but like semi-wild. <laughs> like, so <laughs> my parents had a hard time with me. <laughs> I'll just say that. And so, but our relationship is awesome. My relationship with my husband is always awesome because he's awesome. I have a stepdaughter. Our relationship is awesome. My sisters and I are always good, but I was really kind of running down the list. And I usually have like one kind of uncomfortable, but no, everything's been, you know, amazing. I've got coaching for the first time. I never, I never actually had like, I've had mentors, but like to pay for coaching. So that's helped a lot too. I've just, like I said, grown as a woman, grown as a businesswoman, a business person, and just like grown, grown overall. Amazing. So I love all of this. And I feel like that level of contentment shines in such a beautiful way. I think a lot of us have fought feeling that almost inner peace because we exchange it for what we believe is complacency. Mm -hmm. But I think that when you find that inner peace, which is something we're going to talk about from a financial standpoint, Mm -hmm. I think it can transform so much of your life. So can you give me a quick version of what the budget Nista is Mm -hmm. and what and who you serve with what types of resources? Sure. The Budget Nista is a financial education firm and I serve women. And my mission is to democratize access to financial education and to instill confidence in women that are capable of managing their money. And so that's what we do. So I I used to be a school teacher before I started the Budget Nista. So everything I do is through education. So whether it's books whether it's, you know, like my online school, whether it's my podcast, Brown Ambition, whether whatever it is, I always think education first because that's the tool that I lean in to use to help women help themselves. Oh, so as we look at this year, I feel like so many of us are just looking at 2021 and we we want this like hope. We have this hope in us. Mm-hmm. What have you been seeing recently on the personal finance side of things after a year of the pandemic and a year of just questioning and uncertainty? That folks are realizing that whatever they thought was safe and safety, they were incorrect. That you know, found on that. That's so <laughs> like that right there is a mic drop moment. Whoa. <laughs> so I remember like specifically like the 2008 recession. I learned that myself in that I thought being a teacher was like the safest job in the world because hello, you don't teachers don't lose their jobs until I did because my school was a nonprofit based school and they lost their funding. And so I think people are having kind of like that wake up moment, like my industry may not survive. You know, the way that I've laid out, you know, like kind of like my plans financially, actually, it's not working. I share like this, Jen, I'm like, pretend like, you know, up until now, you've been building this boat, you know, you pick the tree, you cut it down, you like you, you hold out the middle, you've been sanding it, you put waterproofing on it, you painted it, you even named the boat, you've been feeling so great, like I made a boat, it is so cute. Then 2020, you put that boat in the ocean and you were like, "Uh uh-oh, there's a leak in the the side. I forgot about um, the waterproofing on this side. The paint is washing away. For some people, the boat literally hit the bottom of the ocean. Some people, it floated, but barely. 
Some people yeah. realized they had too much stuff in the boat. Some people realized, you know what, the boat actually is doing pretty good, you know? And some people, the boat did amazing. But whatever it is, we all got to see where we stood. And so 2021, if you made it to the shores, you dragged your boat along with you, you got to clearly see what holes or what missteps you made in when creating that boat. And you get to get to fix those things now. So that's what I'm seeing is that folks are very hyper aware that, you know what, this is where I've had issues in my boat or, you know, my boat was pretty decent and I actually want to make it even better. I could put a motor on it. I can make it more aerodynamic. And so that's what I'm seeing is that people are more hyper aware of their finances than ever, ever before. And almost to the point where like, I have people who don't have a budget who are like, I want to short. So what happened with GameStop? I'm like, ma'am, you're not ready for options. You're not ready for shorting. Let's just start with this budget and just put a little money in savings. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I love that though. I love the confidence. Yes. (laughs) Oh, okay. So- I was like one of the first people to just cheer you on when I saw that you have your new book, Get Good With Money, which is out tomorrow, which is insane. So let's dig into what you teach in this new book. And I want to just kind of hear like, where did the idea come from? What was the process like for you? Because launching a book is a Mm. long runway. It's a big thing. So walk me through what that felt like and how you got to this idea. So when I'm someone who I don't put out a thing just to put out a thing. I've been asked to do, I've, I've self-published a bunch of like little workbooks for like different like challenges and things I've had before, Yeah. but I didn't feel like I had something, not that I didn't have something to say, but I just feel like I like to navigate from a place of integrity, not to do something just to do something. If it's not yeah. going to be helpful, transformative, I'm not interested. So I'd been asked many, many, many times over. And I was like, no, 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 <laughs> And then a friend of mine, Jean Chatsky, she is a financial expert. She's like, you should meet my book agent, Heather. She's really awesome. I was like, yeah, you know, because a bunch of book publishers have been reaching out to me. And I was just like, you know, what? at least let me put Heather in the back pocket. So I spoke with Heather and she was indeed awesome, as many women <laughs> ought to be. Right. And um, what I really liked is she said, you know, like what's missing out there. I was like, I don't know. She's like, you ever thought about writing like some sort of almanac? I was like, what is Heather talking about? A financial almanac, sis, that's not how that works. She was right. Um, (laughs) Because what was missing is that I realized that as I looked over the landscape, so like Beyonce has like the beehive, right? Like, but the budget needs to weird dream catchers. And there are over a million dream catchers worldwide, a hundred different countries. And despite serving all of these women for years and years and years, I remember like as a teacher, I every once in a while I'd have this sinking feeling that it wasn't enough. And I couldn't put my finger on it, Jenna. I was just like, mm. because like if a teacher is not teaching, it yeah. just it's like literally that's what you're here for. And I felt like I'm teaching, but something is wrong. And it took me a minute to figure out what it was, is that people were learning individual subjects, but they weren't taking the full course or they weren't succeeding in that grade. Like, oh, you got an A in math, but your spelling, you know, it's not so great. Oh, you know, your English is great, but you know what? Calculus is really weak. And I realized that it wasn't just them. At one point, that was me too, that I had gotten really good at specific things like a little credit here, a little savings here, but no estate planning no financial advisor, you know, no insurance. And so I realized that that's what it was, that I was seeing my dream catchers get success in specific subject matters, but holistically 
they were a mess. And then I felt kind of like sick to my stomach because I realized that I'd been teaching toward financial freedom because I thought that was the answer. You know, we could all work toward financial freedom and then I achieved financial freedom and I was still a financial mess. And I was like, maybe not so much. Go back, go back, go back. (laughs) I take it back. I take it back. (laughs) And so I was like, well, what is it, Tiffany? Like, so because financial freedom just typically means for most people, you have enough money not to have to work anymore. And I got into that place and yet I was more terrified than ever before. And yet I felt more unstable than ever before. And I was like, but I don't get it. I did all the things like I, you know, I got the good grades. I saved the money. I did the things. Why am I still a mess? And I asked myself, when's the last time that you didn't feel a financial mess? And I thought, hmm, when I was 25, I felt awesome. I was making like $40,000 a year as a preschool teacher. I'd been working like three or four years by then. I'd saved $40,000 and I put down uh, some of it as a down payment down on a condo. So I felt super grown. I had an 802 credit score. I was maxing out my retirement account. I had a financial advisor. At that time, I had no, well, I just bought the condo, but I didn't have any other debt, no credit card debt, no student loan debt. I paid that off. So I was like checking off. So I felt, although I didn't have a ton of money and relatively speaking, like, you know, with like where I am yeah. now, you know, I wasn't making a ton, but I felt really solid. And I thought, well, how do I get back? Which is so crazy. How do I get back to 25 year old Tiffany? Cause I'm 40 now, you know, how do I get back to that feeling? And I realized Tiffany financial freedom is not enough. It's kind of a lie that really you should be looking at your money holistically. And I started to realize what that Tiffany had was financial wholeness. All 10 aspects of her financial life were in order, you know, and they were working congruently for this amazing solid base for herself. She had the financial fundamentals really solid. And then at 26, I destroyed it all because, you know, that's what 26 years old are (laughs) up to do. But that's another story, right? But at least up until then, I I was super, I was like a house in California, like let an earthquake come. I was, I was solid and unshakable, but I knew for a fact that like almost 40 Tiffany, although she had a bunch of money set aside more than 25 year old Tiffany, that there was almost nothing else. And that any little gust of wind was going to knock down my financial house. I knew it. And so that's why I wrote the book, because as I built myself to financial wholeness and thankfully, right before recession, pandemic, quarantine hit, you know, I got to this solid place of 100 percent financial wholeness. I realized that, like, what for me, when I know a thing, I must teach a thing. I'm not capable of keeping a thing to myself. Much yeah. to my sisters, unfortunately. <laughs> I used to be like, they're like, Tiffany, shut up. It's time for bed. I'm like, and then another Here's thing. Here's the lesson. <laughs> People think like all the time, like, oh, I don't want to bother you if I saw you at the supermarket. I'm like, no. Bother I'm me. like, Let's I can use oranges and talk money. Like, bring out a notebook. So let me tell you a little bit about credit. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, I've been thinking about this so much where it's like, if you're going to choose a life of entrepreneurship or leadership, mm-hmm. you've got to be prepared to be a walking contradiction at yeah. times. Because if you are a person who is a student of life, who mm-hmm. is committed to growing and evolving and experimenting, you know, we're going to contradict ourselves. Yeah. And so I kind of love that you talk about like, whoa, I was contributing to this idea that now I realized is a myth. Mm -hmm. And I think that's beautiful. So 
I want to know, like, if somebody's listening to this and they're mm-hmm. like, I want to feel that wholeness. Mm-hmm. And when I think of the word like holistic, I think of peace, like yes. harmony, like yes. everything working for the greater good. Yes. Walk me through, like, where would somebody even begin almost like an audit of like, how am I doing on a spectrum of financial wholeness? So if you go to get goodwithmoney.com. I actually have a yeah. financial wholeness quiz. Love it. It's, you, it's a two minute quiz and it's going to tell you where you stand in two minutes. And so I'll quickly go over the 10 components of financial wholeness. Yeah. It's your budget, right. savings plan, debt, debt plan, credit, learning how to earn. It's investing for both retirement and wealth. It's insurance. It is your net worth. Then it's also financial professionals having your money team and last but not least, estate planning. So these are the 10 components. And depending on where you are in life, I'll give you an example. 25-year-old Tiffany, I just bought the condo and I didn't have, well, I'll say 26-year-old Tiffany. 26-year-old Tiffany had bought the condo and had $50,000 worth of um, student loan debt because I just graduated with my master's in education. So estate planning for that Tiffany was, I wasn't married, I didn't have any kids. So it was me... I'm having my mom as my beneficiary on my bank accounts. Yep. It was, I got $300,000 worth of life insurance because I said to myself, although I'm not financially responsible for anyone, if something should happen to me, I've got the condo for two twenty. I've got the yep. student loans for, for 52,000. I want that if something happens to me, that the people that I'm leaving behind can take care of my financial obligation. So 300,000 yeah. was more than enough. That's estate planning for 26 year old Tiffany. 40 year old Tiffany still had that. I was like, I have my mom on my bank accounts. And if something said, I have 300,000, I'm like, ma'am, your business makes more than that in a a month. That is not enough. And so, but do you see how with financial wholeness, it's not about reaching all of us reaching the same level at the same time. No, it's about depending on these five steps, depending on where you are in life, what that looks like for you. So estate planning for Tiffany now is totally different. And now I've adjusted myself to be in alignment. And so that's what I love about financial wholeness is that everyone can reach financial wholeness. Maybe only a few people will ever truly reach financial freedom and that's okay. But literally every single one can reach financial wholeness because 26 year old Tiffany can do so in a way that's age appropriate for her. And then 40 year old Tiffany can do so in a way that makes sense for where I am now. And so it feels good. Like the teacher and me, I love to teach knowing that every student can learn. When I taught three and four year olds, I used to have like this, like, okay, every kid here is going to learn their letters, their shapes, their numbers, how to write their name and basic reading. Like, you know, like sight words, you have a baby, right? Well, not baby, you know, she's a big girl now. (laughs) You know, some basic sight words like dog, cat, me, dog. So I knew that I could get every kid to that. That's what financial wholeness is. Financial freedom is y'all going to learn some multiplication. What now? Don't get me wrong. I've got a nephew and he was starting some basic multiplication when, you know, when he started turn four, because, well, his mom is an engineer. His dad is a doctor. He's got like this brain for, for numbers. But is that fair to teach multiplication to a preschool classroom and expect everyone to get it? No, it's not. You know, it doesn't even make sense. He's not going to need that for some time, you know, but Teaching a concept that everyone can participate in, that everyone can fully enjoy, that means that all of us can have this holistic, strong financial foundation, that feels right and good. And that's why I'm so excited about the the movement toward financial wholeness. It's inclusive and it's doable 
And it's empathetic and it's kind, especially during a time when so many financial folks teach from a place of, of shame and blame. That is not me. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. I know what it's like to feel completely thrown off your game because you're just not motivated or your mind isn't in the right space. That's why I'm thrilled to tell you all about superhuman activations. Now, if meditation isn't for you, you need to try activations instead. Activations are a groundbreaking new type of audio that's this mix of a motivational podcast, cinematic music, and guided visualization. They are fundamentally different from meditation and a lot more exciting to listen to. Instead of calming you, activations are motivating, energizing, and transformative. You'll reach your goals faster whether you want to earn more money, get clarity, achieve a health goal, or feel like you're reaching your highest potential. They're essentially a shortcut to get to where you want to be and the ultimate way to visualize your future self. And you can only find them on the Superhuman app. I use and love Superhuman and find myself playing activations several times a day, whether I'm baking bread, doing my skincare, or even when I'm in the shower. Superhuman offers something completely different to other apps out there, and I cannot wait for you to try them. Take advantage of their 14-day free trial and head over to activations.com forward slash gold digger to start your trial and save over 60% off your membership. There is literally no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The discount is only available through their website, not the app store. So visit activations.com forward slash gold digger now for over 60% off. Do not miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts and it expires soon. That's activations.com forward slash gold digger. I think it's so powerful when I think about what you're talking about in terms of wholeness and, and how it is available for everyone. Because honestly, when I think about fear, especially fear around money, which I think is present for all of us, no matter what stage of the game you're at. The fear is in the unknown, but mm -hmm. if you approach these 10 pillars and have a plan, yes. I feel like having that plan takes away so much of that fear and uncertainty and just having the knowledge and the basis, it's like getting your footing on ground. And mm -hmm. I love that because 
I think that, you know, one of the things that shocks me about entrepreneurship is like when you're in corporate America, you sit down with an HR person and they're like, here are your 401k options. Mm -hmm. Here are your retirement options. Here's these things. If you become an entrepreneur, no one's sitting down, Mm -hmm. no one's checking it, no one's reminding you like, oh, that insurance policy is Mm -hmm. 10 years too late. And so I think it's beautiful because it really has you questioning. I'm sure people listening right now are like, wait, where am I at with this? Like, (laughs) There's nothing worse than being like the first time. So one of of the steps in financial wholeness is nine, pick your money team. So I explain in the book, like here are some fundamental folks that might be on your money team. Everyone doesn't need this, but might be. But one of them potentially might be a certified financial planner. And so I remember when I first met with mine that I have now, her name's Anjali. It was like, I was feeling good. You know, I was like, I'm the Latinista. Hello, I have this like successful business. She was like, yeah. So if something were to happen today, your husband would be screwed. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, or worse yet, if someone just falls down the stairs at your housewarming, you'd be screwed. She's like, Tiffany, you've got like, you know, like you've got all of these assets and literally no protection. Yeah. You know? And yes. so what happens to your businesses if you're not here? I'm like, I don't know. And so like, or just even taxes. Yeah. Like I was, I mean, anybody who runs a business knows in the beginning, you're like taxes. Who's she? We don't know her. And so there was still even some unpacking that I had to do from the beginning when I was a, a hot mess and I was my own CFO. Cause I was yeah. like, hello, I'm the money lady. Yeah. Personal finance and business finance, totally different things. No, yes. And so yes. I totally messed up so many of those things. So the unraveling, you know, learning to ask for help is probably one of the greatest acts of, of self-care that you can do and not going it alone. And so like just that alone, I realized that like, okay, Tiffany, like if this is transforming your life, when I tell you I feel so solid and good and not because of like a bunch of money, I yeah. feel like 25-year-old Tiffany because I know, one, where I stand. Like I still, my husband and I are still finishing up our trust. So I always say like I'm 95 financially whole, but the yeah. fact that I know exactly what she'd be in it, I have the attorney lined up because yep. I had to do the research to figure out what that what that is and, and, and what that looks like. And and so much so that one thing I know like about myself is that I know that I don't know everything. Yes. And so I partner yes. with folks who know better. And so inside the book, I have people called my budget Vista booster. So these are the chapters that really require a more specialized expertise. Yep. So like, I'm not going to pretend like I'm an attorney. I'm not, unfortunately, yeah. for my parents. I'm like, you're not going to go to law school? I'm like, it's not happening. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to go to school, preschool. <laughs> and so I pulled in my attorney, Tony, uh, Tony with eyes. She's amazing. And I grilled her within the inch of her life. Like, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? And what should they have in the will? And how do they find out? And how do they find right. an attorney? How do you pay for an attorney? Because I wanted to make sure that that chapter, the estate planning chapter, was amazing. And then I wrote it again and wrote it again and wrote it again, added what I call these budget needs to boost inside. And then I gave it back and was like, read it for me. And she was like, where were you when, when I was getting my certification? Where were you when I was yes. going to Georgetown? I think she went to Georgetown. She's like, this is the most comprehensive explanation of how to set up your estate planning that I've ever read, Tiffany. And mm-hmm. there are several chapters like that, like the insurance chapter, because I'm not an insurance agent. Yep. But I wanted to make sure that you got the best of the best of the best. And so, yeah, I just, what I'm really wanting for folks is what I'm always wanting for folks. Like I cannot want for myself and not want for you. I cannot want a safe, secure life, one that I can build well in any other dream I have on. 
and not want the same for you. I cannot fix myself and not want to fix you too. That is literally just how I'm built. Like if I've acquired something and maybe it's because I'm one of five girls, like my dad sometimes would like, so we could feel special, would be like, oh, you know, Tiffany, come with us, come with me on on a car ride with him. Maybe he was getting gas or something. So that way I would have like one-on-one time with him since it was always a family, a big family at home. And he would sometimes buy you like a treat. And without fail, we would always bring that treat back and share it with our sisters. Mm-hmm. Like, and maybe it was just me. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, did Tracy bring her treat yeah, back? She probably <laughs> was like, not always. Like, who brought? I was like, I could just distinctly remember one Snickers bar and being like, I'm splitting it five ways with my oh sisters. My <laughs> and oh. so that's how I feel about all that I do with financial yeah. education and, and the budget Nista. that when I learn a thing, that is a treat that I have to bring back and split with y'all. Oh, you know, it's so incredible because I feel like I'm in a similar place. So we started estate planning like midway through last year and we're almost done with it. And it's a process. And Drew, like we would sit down and we'd have to have conversations. Like if something happens to us, if we're Mm -hmm. incapacitated, if you know something happens to our child. And to me, it's so empowering to have those conversations Mm -hmm. because I feel peace in knowing what happens after. Yes. And it's also been crazy because my mom just recently retired after 30 years of teaching nursing. And now they're working on their will. Like we pushed them to get their crap together. And it's crazy when you look at the generational differences, because it's like, you know, we're half your age and, and we're already working towards this just to know what would you say for people that feel like they're behind? Because I feel like a lot of people mm-hmm. listening might be like, oh shoot, I missed it. Or I'm now I'm embarrassed to go in. It's like when mm-hmm. you go to the nail salon and you're like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's been a while. <laughs> oh, your roots are grown out. You're like, don't judge me. <laughs> that This is what I say, because I started late. I honestly did not start other than like growing the business. I didn't start any of the financial wholeness stuff until after 35. Okay. You know, I was still just in the zone of like growth, 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 growth. So I, and I know some people are like, well, I'm 50. Well, here's the thing. Starting is starting is starting. And what I found is that no matter when you start, you know, you might actually complete sooner than you think. I so many people never get to where they're going because they just never get up. Right. So like, think about like, so I live in Jersey, totally way on the East coast. And let's just say I was coming to California. Right. And I said, I'm sitting on the couch. I'm like, I'd really love to drive to California, but I'm like, ah, you know, when I get in the car, I'm not even sure because it's dark and my headlights only shine like 60 feet in front of me. That's not far enough. You know, California is say like, I don't know, pretend like 800 miles or whatever. Right. And so I just never get in the car because I say to myself, I'm never going to be able to see the whole way. I'm not going to start. That's what so many of us do. And that I've done that until one day I say, okay, I'm going to get in the car. I'm going to turn it on and I'm just going to drive. If I could just see 60 feet, I'm just going to do the 60 feet. But Jenna, what happens when you do the 60 feet? What's miraculous is that the next 60 feet is revealed. Yeah. And that is how yeah. life works. Because then all of a sudden, then you close that gap, then the next 60 feet, and then you close that gap that very rarely do we get to see all the way through. So you might be 50, you might be 40, you might be 60. But if you will just take a step, I promise you, once you complete that step, I have yet to ever see that the next step is not revealed. Sometimes the next step is a Google search. Sometimes the next step is posting on social. Does anybody know a financial advisor? That's literally what I did. Right. So sometimes the next step is interviewing the financial advisor. 
Because honestly, I had been avoiding looking for a financial advisor for like six years because I had a, a couple that just weren't a fit. So finally, I had my back was against the wall. I had too much money in savings. I knew I was losing a ton because I, I wasn't investing. I was too scared to. I wasn't yep. putting aside for rhyme retirement because I was too scared to. And I said, Tiffany, you have to do something. So literally my first get in the car and turn on the lights was just to literally post on my Facebook page. Does anybody know a financial advisor? I need you. <laughs> SOS. And then people <laughs> were posting. And then yeah. literally the next step after that, I was like, well, how am I going to be able to compare apples to apples? You know what? I'm going to create like this sheet that I call my so-called financial life. I'm totally dating yeah. myself. Cause remember that, that show <laughs> I love with Claire Danes and Jared Leto, my so-called, yes. my, my so-called life. It was on MTV oh. from Sammy that are too young to remember. <laughs> and so I literally have this sheet called my so-called financial life. I put this in the book, get, get with money. I give you my sheet and I just started to fill out all things about my husband and, and our financial life. So that way, when I spoke with financial advisors, it wasn't something I would forget to say. So yes. it was all there. So now we keep notes yes. like, okay, spoke to person one, two, I interviewed 20 of them. That was the next step. Wow. Then the next step was reveal because I interviewed yes. 20 of them and I'm a kind of a handful financially. It's like the doctor <laughs> going to a doctor. You're yes. like, really? But what about my hemoglobin? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't sign that waiver. <laughs> and so, but what I found was of the 20, four of them said, you know what, Tiffany, you should actually speak to this woman named Anjali. She's amazing. Yeah. I was like, and she wasn't on my list. I was like, Anjali, yeah. I don't have her on my list. They're yeah. like, mm, you're a lot. I think Anjali could manage you. Oh and gosh. so I interviewed yeah. Anjali was person number 21. And she was indeed perfect for me wow. and what I was looking for and what I needed and how fearful I was and how I wanted to hold on to every ounce of control and how chill she was. And she was like, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Everybody else was basically like, no. Tiffany. Yeah. And I was like, you couldn't pull, pry my finances away from my cold, dead hands. Right. I was like, yes. no, but Anjali yes. was like, you can keep it. Let's just do this little tweak on the side and this other little tweak. And now I'm like, Anjali, take it all, yes. you know, but that, it's but do you see how the steps were revealed? Yes. And so that's what I encourage. If you're feeling like I started too late. No, the only thing I worry about is if you don't start, start. Yeah. It's never too late. If you're here and you can hear my voice and you can hear yes. Jenna's voice, it's never too late because you're still here. Too yeah. late is you're not here anymore. But yeah. if you can hear us, it's never too late. The fearful part is if just not starting, get in the car, turn the headlights, close that gap, Google search, social media posts, get it with money, <laughs> yes. the book, yes. right? Or whatever that looks like, close the gap and, and the other steps will be revealed. And one thing I do know that I have seen is that as you move towards your goal, you never, ever have to drive the whole way. Somehow California meets you on the way there. Yeah. You know, it, like the kids that. say, keep that same energy. Like, yes. so like the more aggressive you are, the more aggressive your goal is working towards you. When you yes. slow down, your goal's like me too. When you pick it up, your goal's like me too. So that's what's so amazing about goals. They want to meet you. Yes. And so if, if you start, your goal starts too. Well, and I think such a natural place for people to start is with your book mm -hmm. to gain the knowledge around these topics. So you don't feel like you're going on a blind date yeah. and not knowing the right questions to ask, because, you know, I think it's just so intimidating for people. And I think so much of our relationship with money is, is a lot of things that we were taught and learned and experienced through our lives. And one thing that I found super helpful this last year 
is that all of my financial things were almost operating in silos. Mm -hmm. So it was like my accountant was never talking to my financial planner. My financial planner was never talking about trust. My trust person was never talking to my attorney. Mm -hmm. And getting your team, kind of like what you're talking about, all together and on the same page. Like at first I was terrified, but watching people's ability to be experts and teamwork Mm -hmm all for the common goal has been incredible. And it's like no one as a, as an entrepreneur ever said, like get people working together. (laughs) Like it was just all silos that I was trying to manage on my own, you know? No, it's so important because I look like Anjali and my personal CPA, Carlos, are like BFFs. She's like, well, what did Carlos say? You know, and then I have a CFO, Shanta. So now she's joined the mix. But then my attorney, Tony. So now she's joined. Then I have like an insurance agent, David. Now he's joined the mix. And so that is so important because there are things I forget. So like I will be talking to Anjali. And sometimes the three of us or some of us will be on the phone. And Carlos like, Tiffany, you didn't tell Anjali that you just purchase this, you know, this investment property. I'm like, oh yeah, that part. Oh, yeah, for, about know? that. <laughs> My head. Right? It's almost like being like, you ever have like the parent teacher conferences. It's like all the teachers are kind of meeting to discuss yes. like what's going to be best for you. Like what's yes. your best educational plan. And that's yes. amazing because they will see things in you that you might have missed. Yeah. There are some professional, you know, expertise that you might not realize, you might not think is a big deal yeah. that Carlos might mention. And Anjali is like, oh, I'm picking up what you're putting down. You're right. Yeah. There's a new law that's in place that Tiffany can benefit from. So, yes, like not going in alone is one of the best things that you can possibly do. And even if you're like, you're listening now, you're like, well, I don't have the money to hire a financial professional. I, you know, I'm not there yet. And that's okay. At the very least, I tell people, in the book that at the very least on your money team should be an accountability partner. That's not a financial expert. That's just a safe space to share your financial goals, dreams, updates. They provide accountability. They provide encouragement. They help to normalize the process because they should be working toward their finances too. And most importantly, they provide a space for you to release the shame. If you're anything like I was, when I messed up financially, I was filled with so much shame. And I didn't realize just how detrimental that emotion is. It's like one of the most dangerous emotions because shame isolates you because it grows in isolation. Shame silences you because it grows in silence. Shame keeps you in darkness. Shame will tell you, Jenna, something's wrong with you. Not, hey, there was a mistake that was made. It's your mistake. Not you made a mistake. Shame is a liar. And it is a terrible place to live. But the only antidote to shame is voice. You have to give voice to the thing that you're feeling ashamed about, but you need to do so in a safe space. So I teach you how to find an accountability partner to give voice to your shame so you can release it. Because when you're in shame, it it shields you from all solutions. And so like, it just like, I could just remember, like I was literally feeling like, oh my gosh, I remember when I used to just cry silently by myself. Like, I don't want anyone to know that I'm struggling, that I'm not even sure like what I'm going to, how I'm going to pay for food. And if I'm going to make rent, I was renting a room at one time. That's all I could afford. It was 500 bucks a month. And that was a stretch. Yeah, You know, I didn't want to tell my parents because I was like embarrassed. I pretended like everything was okay. I used to go to like outings and events just so I could eat there. And I didn't want to say anything because shame, shame, shame. My parents love me. What? My mom still keeps a deep freezer. Like there's seven people in the house still. I could have easily been like, so love a chicken. 
<laughs> she would have given it to me. But yeah. shame tells you that nobody cares. It's just you. So something that I tell people, and I would love this. So I'm at the budget. These are like Instagram, Twitter, all the places. So I tell people, you know, let me know, like if I'm doing like a live, I say in the comments, if you struggled for the last, or you struggled in the last 12 months financially, maybe you lost a job, maybe you you lost some income, whatever that struggle, maybe your credit score wasn't what you wanted. If you struggled in the last 12 years financially, type I have in the comments. I always do that because I want the nurses, the mechanics, the doctors, the football players, the teacher, all of a sudden you just see, I have, I have, ah, then you just like literally littered. And I'm like, you're not alone. Give voice to your shame. Look at so many people are struggling. There's nothing wrong with you. You're human. You're still learning. You're still growing. It didn't stop when you were a child. So Yeah. yeah, give voice to your shame so you can shed that shame. Oh my goodness. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tiffany, what would you say? So if we go back to the boat analogy, mm-hmm. and I think that a lot of people in this past year realized that there was flaws in their design mm-hmm. or that they needed a life raft to be sent to them. For people that are sitting in those circumstances, what's a good starting point today or what's something that can help them kind of assess where they're at and mm-hmm. plan for where they want to go? So if you're like, okay, I have, I don't, I'm not making enough. I'm on unemployment right now. I don't know how long that's going to last. First things first is like, you have to put on your life jacket. And that just means assessing what I like to call your health and safety budget. Yeah, That's what bills must I pay in order to maintain my health, in order to maintain my safety. 
it took me forever to learn this lesson. And someone told me this, but I didn't want to listen because I was afraid that that means there are going to be some people that you owe that are not going to get it. And you're going to have to be okay with it. You're not going to get it temporarily because you have to maintain your health and safety. So do you have asthma? Make sure you get your inhaler. If like for me, for example, my mortgage, as much as I struggle to pay it, I even withdrew all the money from my retirement account, much to my like disappointment now that I'm, I'm older, but my mortgage was not a health and safety budget bill. You want to know why? Because my parents lived in Jersey 25 minutes away. I could have said, you know what? If I don't pay my mortgage, am I going to be homeless? No, I can go live with my parents. And you know what happened? I spent all my money trying to save my condo, lost it anyway, and ended up moving back home with my parents, but $60,000 poor because that's what I lost in equity to the home. You know, so like identifying what your health and safety budget is now, anybody else where you have a financial obligation, but it's not a health and safety bill to call them and let them know you're experiencing hardship and you're going to be pausing, pausing your money to them. No one's going to be like, yay. But even let's just say there was no pandemic. It wasn't quarantine because people are more understanding now. There are going to be people who are going to be like, no, but here's the thing. Like, unless it's a health and safety thing, I'm not. You're not turning off my water because I'm going to try to pay my water. That's a health and safety. Mm-hmm. You're not going to turn off my electricity because I'm going to pay that. That's health and safety. Like, hey, Verizon, I know you're angry with me, but it's just going to have to pause for now. I'm letting you know. Is it going to drop your credit score? Yes. It doesn't take your life. My credit score went from an 802 to a 547 in like a matter of months, like maybe less than a year after I had to finally drop down to my health and safety budget just to secure myself. And now I'm back at 802. I wish I could go back to that Tiffany who was like, my credit score. And it's like, I'm sorry. Do you eat credit scores? Yeah. You know, <laughs> no, right? You don't. They're not, they're not helping. <laughs> yes. And, and the thing is, you can go back and get it. It's not forever and ever. So that's what I would say is figure out your health and safety budget. Preserve the money you do have and put it toward making sure that you and your family are okay in your most basic form. Once you secure that, then put your energy toward learning to earn, right? So that's step five in financial wholeness. If nothing else, we should all know multiple ways to bring income in. You don't have to activate all of them. I'll give you an example. Jenna, when I taught preschool, I used to think to myself like, okay, how can I make extra money? And I could always babysit and I used to tutor. And I love having those types of kind of side hustles because they're adjacent to what my main hustle is. I didn't have to learn a new skill set, And I got paid more because I had my master's in education. And who doesn't want like... A, an active preschool teacher babysitting. That's like the best, best babysitter ever, right? Because you're like, she's probably going to learn her letters. <laughs> you're teaching and you're putting her to bed, right? Exactly. <laughs> right? And so, but what I learned then was like, I didn't always activate it. I would yep. just sometimes be like, you know what? I don't believe in overworking myself. Well, back then, I mean, these days I feel like I do. <laughs> but that's another, that's that's a story for my therapist, right? But I I told myself, I at least knew what those things were, how to go get them. And if I needed that extra income, that's what I learned that like you have to have after you secure yourself, really start to explore ways. How can I increase income into my life? Are there skill sets, latent skill sets that I have? I'll give you an example. My sister used to work for this big financial company, hated it, really loved clothes, used to style me. We used to be a buyer. She just wasn't like, it just wasn't clicking. And I told her, I'm like, you know, you have other really like awesome latent skills. And she's like, well, because she has her MBA in marketing. She has her her degree, her her bachelor's in finance. And she thought those were kind of like her skills. And 
But here's the thing. Sometimes you have like a skill before the skill. If you were to ask the rest of the sisters, like, what is Tracy really good at? I'm like, she is the most organized person you will ever meet in your life. She's like my dad. I mean, home edit, they stole her jam because that is Tracy in all aspects of her life. She was in third grade with briefcase to school, a briefcase in third grade because she liked the filing system. I love this. Right? But at the time I was looking for when when she was realizing she didn't want to be a buyer and she was like, you know, styling me for certain TV shows and things. My publicist at the time, she decided to do something different. And I wanted to bring a publicist in-house. And I said, well, while I look for one, can you just help? She's like, girl, I don't, I don't know how to be a publicist. I'm like, well, like a lot of stuff comes to me already. I just need you to like organize it, reach out, you know, keep records. Because of her skill set before the skill set, which is she's highly, highly organized and responsible. When I tell you, Jenna, the type of press that I've been able to secure as a result, because it's just about following up, keeping yep. a spreadsheet, following up, keeping a spreadsheet, scheduling, scheduling. I have been on Good Morning America, Today Show. I mean, some of the biggest press that ever, GQ, Cosmopolitan, Insta. I've never gotten stuff like that before. And now, and at first she's like, well, that's just you. I was like, I don't think so. She helped a friend of mine. And now she has a full-fledged agency that she that's built amazing. during quarantine. Six different clients now. And she's been rocking out because she got to identify a skill set that she was able to use and apply in a different arena and industry. So I encourage that for you. You might be listening and saying, okay, my industry is kind of a dying industry, but there's a skill set you bring to the table. It might not be so obvious, you know, but asking family and friends, what am I good at? And then asking yourself, can I monetize this thing that they're sharing? If not, push it to the side. Is there anything else I'm able to? to monetize. You know, like for me, teaching is always my go-to when I'm looking and monetizing something because I know that's like something I truly, truly enjoy. But I also know that I'm really personable, you know, so I can monetize. Like, What what are ways I can monetize my, my personality? You know, can I... You know, folks have like a family and friends that they can't go pre-pandemic, couldn't go visit and see. Could I be someone that's like, I could check up, like I'm like, check up on your parents.com and I can go and sit with grandma and listen to her stories and make her laugh. And you pay me because you live in another state. Do you see how you can lean into those things? My friend Linda was a social worker and it was just really hard on her. But what she was really good at was advocating. So anytime somebody had any sort of issue, I used to be like, hey, Linda, you know, they called the insurance company. They said that they can't get that. She's like, what? That's not true. Because as a social worker, she would do this for the children on top of other things. And she liked the advocating because she hated that, like for people to be taken advantage of. And now she does this thing called on-call advocacy where you can call Linda. She has gotten people ramps. So, so they can get up to their house and they're in a wheelchair. She's gotten people. Did you know that the state will have, will pick you up and, and take you to doctor's appointments? They'll send people to clean your homes. Linda has organized all of these things for folks who might not otherwise know they could have access because at the end of the day, although she's a social worker, Linda's latent skill set was advocacy. And so you had that in you. I promise Linda didn't see it. I had to share that. Tracy didn't see it. My sisters had to share that. So there's something in you too, I promise. That is so powerful. And I feel like sometimes pride and ego gets in the way of uncovering that like unconscious competence Mm -hmm. that can become the thing. And I think, you know, one of the things I've been thinking about so often is, you know, there are seasons where you value money over time. How can mm-hmm. you trade your time to earn money? Mm-hmm. And then there are seasons when you're able to value your time over mm-hmm. money. And 
I feel like entrepreneurship is this constant trade-off of, of whatever season you're in and what does that look like? And I just think that is such a powerful reminder of like, you have gifts that people mm -hmm. are willing to pay for, and you might need to humble yourself in order to utilize those gifts. But as you uncover that, yes, man, like so much is revealed and so much possibility is revealed. That's the sky is the limit. I, so many women, especially I find struggle with their finances and the teacher in me is like, it is not a capability issue. Yes. Like as a teacher, I could spot it right away. I'm like, this child is having a lot of trouble, but there's, you know, they might be struggling with capability. Very few children, honestly, is it a capability issue? Very yeah. few. And if it is, it's likely something that there was something that you already kind of know already. Maybe something happened yeah. at birth, you know, but very, very, very few. What I found with children, with women, with people who are struggling with their money, it's a confidence issue. Mm -hmm. That only you felt more confident. You, you can do it. And so like, I'm still Miss Tiffany in a classroom that is encouraging the three and four year olds. Like, of course you can do it. Well, I don't know. I just, no, you can do it. I've seen you. Mm -hmm. And so you can do it. I know you've had some knockdowns. I know you've fallen off the bike. I know you've tripped a little over your own feet and you're feeling like scared. And I've been there too. But the truth of the matter is you can do it. Now, just because we don't get it right the first time. Since when was that the human way? I'm sorry. Yes. How many times did you fall before you walk? Oh, that's right. Yes. Imagine if like the first time you started walking, you were like, well, guess I'll be on the floor. You'd be 35 years old on the floor right now. Like, yeah, I decided no walking for me. <laughs> you know, or like the first time that you tried to do your hair. It's so funny that, right? Imagine like, I remember trying to figure out like in high school, like maybe, maybe I'll get a perm. No, maybe I'll be natural. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do braids. Maybe I'll do... Right. But I kept with it until I was like, I am going to find the right hairstyle for me. And here I am. So how dare I put more effort into finding the perfect hairstyle for myself than I was willing to find a financial advisor? Because that's what I was doing. Yeah. I was like, yeah. too much work to find a financial advisor. Oh, really, Tiffany? Because you spent 20 years looking for the perfect hairstyle. Right? <laughs> you spent 20 years, on that one. <laughs> Wait, over 20 years getting the perfect skin routine down, yes. you know? And so yes. like, I'm just, it's not meant to happen at the first try, because it's in the trying and the falling that you do the learning. That's why you're not doing anything wrong. I didn't get it right. Yes, you weren't supposed to, because if you got it right the first time, it's likely an accident and cannot recreate it. You know, that you have to fall to know like, oh, that's what I did wrong. Oh, I get it. Okay. Not that either. Oh, okay. I'm not that either. And then you're like, I'm very clear on what it is and what it isn't because I've gotten to see both sides. So I no longer wish for life to go as smooth and as easy as possible because there is no learning in that. Like, there's no way. I look back now and I'm like, oh my goodness. Like when we hit eight figures, I was like, oh, that's why that happened 10 years ago. Yes. Because yes. that lesson, I'm like, I'm pulling it out from the past. Like Tiffany, remember that lesson that had you crying for two weeks straight? Yeah, girl, you're using it now. <laughs> you know, you're using it now. No. Like whether sometimes a lesson is you, like, I literally had to mature internally as a person to handle entrepreneurship. I can remember like I was launching something big and my website went down. It was like, it was supposed to launch at 6 a.m. Everybody was going to be lining up and it was 5 a.m. And I pressed the button and my screen went black. And I was like, wait, I thought it was my computer. I restarted it. It was my website. I checked my phone. It was my website. I honestly was like, I think I'm going to die on the inside. Like I felt like I fell off a roof and I was just falling. And I remember at the time I was using like GoDaddy and I called that poor man who answered. I was crying. I was like, 
Yeah. 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 Oh, <laughs> and he was like, we have this thing called turn back the hands of time or something where basically you can be like, make my website what it was 20 minutes ago. I was like, wait, yes. what? And he was like, yeah. He's like, he like led me through. I went in and he was like, what time do you want to make it? I was like, well, it was good at 3 a.m. He's like, okay, let's turn it back to 3 a.m. on this date. And it was back up. I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> yet. At that time, it seemed so devastating until yes. fast forward eight years later, I was doing something on my website and we were about to launch and I pressed something and my website went black and there was way more money on the line. Yep. And I didn't freak out because I remembered yep. turn back the hands of time. Yeah. And I was just like, no problem. Let me go back in the back end, set the website to where it was a few hours ago. But had that not happened then... I would not be where I am now. I want the $5, the $10, the $50, the $500 mistakes. So I don't make the $500,000 mistakes. So lean into those challenges and be grateful because they're preparing you for greatness. Mm, Oh my gosh. Okay, Tiffany, tell us in 30 seconds or less why everyone needs to get their hands on Get Good With Money, which comes out tomorrow, but you can pre-order it today. If you are ready, get on it, get it today. (laughs) You should get Get Good With Money because I'm going to show you the 10 steps to financial homeless, and it's going to lead you to your greatest good, your biggest life, and your biggest benefit and your richest life. Get Good With Money is... It is the antidote to financial freedom because financial freedom is just for a few and financial wholeness is for everyone. So where can everybody connect with you, get to know you, follow this book launch, get the book, give us all of the places. So I'm the budget niece on all the social platforms. I'm even on TikTok, although Alyssa, my, my stepdaughter is like, girl, I'm not teaching you how to TikTok, but whatever. <laughs> Right. So I was like, what if I pay you $20? She's like, no. So I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter as the budget Nista, Facebook, YouTube, every place as, as the budget Nista. And if you want to pre-order the book, you can, and if you pre-order, which is really great because after pre-order, I have all these bonuses that come with the pre-order. You can yep. go to get good with pre-order, get your bonuses before they expire. No, thank you. This has been amazing. I'm so glad you came back on the show. You have been a fan favorite of the gold diggers, (laughs) and I'm sure this is not the end. So congratulations on your book. I'm so excited to get it in my hands and just thank you for the way that you create for everyone. I think it's such a powerful and necessary tool that we all need. So everybody go get your book. Thank you so much, Jenna. Thank you, gold diggers. I am so excited to get my hands on Tiffany's book, and I sincerely hope and encourage you to grab it too. I think there is so much power in knowledge, in understanding money on a different level, and in feeling like you have a plan. I feel like just having that plan takes so much of the fear of the uncertainty out of money And I'm just so grateful that she is teaching from this place that is approachable and for everyone. I love having conversations with guests like Tiffany, and I'm so thankful she came back on the show to share what she's learned since she first came on. And until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals and make sure you go check out Tiffany's book. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. 
And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home, and thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.